Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Luna the Podcast. Hope you guys are having a really lovely day, morning, evening, wherever you're tuning in. Thank you for being here. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. My name is Carolina and I am your spiritual and holistic wellness BFF here to spread all the knowledge about spirituality, holistic wellness, self-love, personal development, and just how to become the best version of yourself and this was an amazing guest episode that I am super pumped about. I sat down with Lisa Gilmore, the host of the Unwinding Podcast and the founder and creator behind M Club, which is a beautiful jewelry business. She is just such a queen and this was a really impactful and deep episode. She is a Scorpio moon and we got deep real quick. So you guys will just be able to pick up on her amazing energy from across this podcast and just a little trigger warning we did talk a little bit about both of our experiences with body image healing and disordered eating and all of that stuff so if that's something that's sensitive and triggering to you just a little warning and feel free to skip this episode if you do not want to hear that but we also dived into a lot of other amazing things such as how to become a badass version of yourself how to be more confident and feel more confident in yourself what confidence really means so lisa gives her take on that I just really look up to her as an older sister because when I first found her podcast, that's kind of how I felt when I listened to her episodes. And so that energy really shined through in this conversation. So I just can't wait for you guys to hear all her different takes on that. And the conversation actually ended up being longer than both of us expected just because we were in such a state of flow. So I will keep this intro short and sweet. Let's dive into the episode. I hope you absolutely love it and I'll see you on the other side. So, so excited for today's episode. I am here today with Lisa Gilmore. She is one of my social media friends that I met this year. So grateful the universe brought us together. I was on her podcast a few weeks or like about a month ago and yeah. now she's coming on the podcast. So welcome, Lisa. How are you today? Hi. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I loved our conversation. Like I love when I finish a conversation with somebody we'd never met, right? And mm -hmm. as much as you can really feel connected to somebody online, once you just sit and have like an hour long conversation about like the deepest shit in your life, you know, you're Literally. like, oh, wow, like I, we, I finished, we finished. Yeah. I was like, I could talk to her all day. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally. I feel like it just felt like the beginning of a new friendship, which is really special 100%. always. Yeah. So, so excited you're here. The first thing I always ask my guests is, can you share your sun, moon and rising? And I know you're an astro girly too. So. Absolutely. I'm so happy <laughs> you asked. Um, I am a Capricorn sun 
Capricorn rising, Scorpio moon. Yes. I love it. I love it. I was telling you this on your podcast and I think the people listening will appreciate it. It's that we have kind of opposite placements because I, I mean, they're opposites, but in different placements. So Remind for example, yours, like, I'm a Taurus Aries. Okay, Taurus but there's, and Taurus there's is the opposite of Scorpio. So your moon mm-hmm. is opposite my sun. And then I have a Cancer moon, which is opposite of Capricorn. So my moon opposes your sun and your rising. And then I'm an Aries rising. Okay. So there's just like a lot of similarities, but also like mirroring between the two of us. I think that's just just really cool. So yeah, I love a Capricorn queen, like so motivated. (laughs) I feel like literally like you're always doing a million things. So can you, for the people listening and who don't know you, just share a little bit about all the different things you do between your business content, just kind of how that all started. Totally. I'm so bad at introducing myself. I, 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 I was going to say that I remember you said it on one of your episodes. You don't really like the elevator pitches. No, so because I make just, an elevator pitch. <laughs> I never know what to say to people. And I think honestly, you know what? I think I need to do more of it because I think it comes from college. Well, even before that, I was so shy and uh, growing up. I was so I could I was anyway, a lot's changed now. I can't <laughs> shut up. But in college, you know how like the first day of like a new semester or whatever, everybody stands up, says like a fun fact, like where mm-hmm. you're from, what your majors, whatever. I was like, I'd rather lay in the street than like go into all these classrooms every day and say that, like, I just can't, I was so embarrassed. I, didn't I you say it. you used to skip the first day purposely? I would skip the whole first week. Like <laughs> I was literally, I was there. Like I was in DC. I just wouldn't go because I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And then I would get really unlucky when I would do that. And then sometimes when I would show up to the second class, the professor would be like, oh, I didn't see you the first time. Can you, and then it was even worse. Cause then I was the only one standing up and like doing it anyway. Hi. Um, what oh did you God. ask me? What do I do? Yes. I, I have no idea really what I'm doing, but a little bit of what I'm doing is I have a podcast called yeah. Unwinding Podcast. And um, I'm also a content creator and I have a business called M Club and it's mainly jewelry right now, but we'll be expanding hopefully soon. But it's a lot of like cute, trendy pieces. Um, They're gorgeous. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Your package is on the way, but I guess you won't, you won't get it now until you get back, but that's okay. Um, what else? I think that's it. Yeah. I feel like it's multidimensional, you know? Yeah. That's there's the content, there's the business, there's the podcast. I feel like you kind of touch on like all aspects of like a well-rounded, you know, content creator's life. So I love that you have your like jewelry business. I feel like all the pieces are super you and they're so beautiful always. So thank you you for doing the elevator pitch, even though it's welcome. welcome. Anytime. (laughs) I need to practice it for sure. Yes, but still, still, you did a great job. Um, Okay. So I know we were talking about this before we hopped on, but I think for the people listening and just for this conversation today, it would be really special if we could get into confidence and just like the whole nine yards of it between like accepting your body, learning to love yourself, learning to be more confident as a person, especially like for me, having struggled with an eating disorder and disordered eating patterns in the past. And I know you had similar experiences and a lot of the people listening have as well. So I think it'll just be an awesome conversation. So wherever you think will be a good starting point for the conversation, I think will be special. Maybe we can start with just how struggling with disordered eating shapes your self-talk and learning to navigate that. Oh, it's so hard, right? Because I think I 
I was so ingrained in diet culture for probably so many of my 20s. I'm 29 now. And I never really thought about food in a negative way growing up. Like I ate whatever I wanted. I ate freely. Mm -hmm. I, you know, no crazy body changes. It was fine. And then once my body started to change a little bit, I definitely developed later. I was very caught off guard because for some reason, no one really tells us that it's okay if your body changes (laughs) as you grow Mm -hmm. and it's okay if it continues to change as you grow. And I also, I think something to say, like just a background about me is that I'm Mm -hmm. very like, I don't want to say I have control issues, but I like to be in control of things. And my therapist has always told me that that is a quality that a lot of people with eating disorders carry just because yes. it's a way that we kind of pick up control is by engaging in said behaviors and feeling like we have the control over whatever it is that we're doing, whatever pattern, whatever disordered pattern we're doing, when in reality, it's controlling you entirely and absorbing all of your life. But we think it's the other way around, right? And so I, after a few difficult years, when I was like 19, 20, I began just hyper fixating on my body and food. And I definitely just had disordered eating for years. I didn't have a full-fledged eating disorder yet. Now knowing what I know, um, Mm -hmm. I'm also not like a therapist or anything. So I'm just speaking from (laughs) personal experience Mm -hmm. because I know it's such a sensitive subject, you know, but I think it's so real. And I love actually talking about it because to be totally honest, it's still something I struggle with. Like I would definitely still say I'm in recovery from it, which sounds so weird. Like the terminology sounds like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I always saw my therapist, like the words just sound so heavy, you know, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. and-, and I think that's a super fair point. I mean, even myself, I think when I first started my eating disorder, I was going on 18. So I think it was like around 17, 18 and like going into college. And even now, like at 23, I still feel that inner voice that is really me or the repercussions of it it's really something that from the external perspective people think it's like oh it's solved I'm recovered I'm perfect I'm fine but it's so not like that it's so non-linear and it's kind of something you carry with you going to the future so totally and yeah and then I it's it just kind of kept getting worse and worse and worse and for me you know it isolated me completely. There came a point where my life revolved around what I ate every day, making sure that I weighed my fucking food with a scale. And even if it was a berry, like even if it was a raspberry, if I didn't weigh it before putting it into my fitness pal, I wouldn't eat it. Like I would order Chipotle and I would ask them to individually, or like I would go to Chipotle and I would ask them to individually um, like separate all the different things that I wanted on my bowl, even though the nutrition for Chipotle is on the website. Cause I fucking, I would stock everywhere I went, obviously. Mm-hmm. I would still make them do that so that I could come home and just make sure that the grams were like, like, this is, it's crazy. Like now when I think back, I'm like, I just wasn't living, you know? So I think ultimately it completely took over my life. It completely isolates you because these patterns are highly addictive. And so all you want to do is engage in these patterns, like whatever, 
eating disorder you have, mm-hmm. there's so many. I feel like people also only know of like two and there's actually a ton more. Um, yeah. And so it really isolated me and I just was, I just wasn't living. Like I, I, yeah, it, it, I don't even know how I felt so trapped. And I went to, to see my therapist, um, who like changed my life. I said to myself one day, I was like, okay, I started getting nervous that I couldn't stop doing like unhealthy things, like the patterns. And that's when one day I was like, fuck, like, I literally feel like I can't stop. Like, that's so weird. You know, like Mm -hmm. I'm a very, like I can do, okay. I don't, I'm not going to say I can do anything I put my mind to, but I'm very ambitious. And if I want to do something, Mm -hmm. I'll fucking figure out a way to do it. I couldn't figure out a way to do this at all. And it's also like when you're so isolated and your life revolves around the gym and food, what, how is that living? Like, I'm sorry. I just don't think that's living. Like there was no space for dating or depth in relationships. Like Mm -hmm. I, there was a wall that I was putting up, you know, and don't get me wrong. I still had so much fun in my twenties, but I definitely was just living so conditionally. Yeah. And so finally I, when I realized I couldn't stop, that really freaked me out. When I realized that I couldn't go a day without doing it, I was like, holy shit, like this is, this has completely taken over me. And so as the Capricorn that I am, I said (laughs) to myself, okay, if I, for some reason in my head, this just made sense. I was like, if I get to, it was October, I think if I get to October, 2018 or 19, I don't remember. um, That means it's been a full year of me in this pattern. And I don't, I can't like accept that. You know what I mean? I was like, I can't be okay with the fact that it's been a year. So if I get to a year and I still can't stop by myself, I will go get help. And so lo and behold, I got to the year, I couldn't (laughs) stop. And so I finally went to get help. And so that's a long story. Sorry, but no, um, thank you for sharing. And thank you for like being vulnerable. I know, as you said, it's like heavy stuff. And so I appreciate your honesty, your openness, your vulnerability. So Thank no, you. of course. I, I just feel like it's so normal, like, unfortunately, and I didn't even know it was a disorder until probably like, honestly, until I couldn't stop. I was like, fuck, you know, like that's yeah. when I was like, this is insane. But so, you know, what's crazy about it is once, once I started seeing my therapist, I, it was so bad. I saw my therapist twice a week for a year. And I also had a dietitian on the side and you quickly realize that it's really not about the food. You know, it's not about the food. It's not about the body. There's so many things that are underneath that. That's like, that's, that's at the very top. And that's really, really hard to get over. But once we started to uncover and like peel back all those layers, I realized like, I just had like any, like a broken sense of self-worth. Like I just, I never felt good enough. I never, you know, God forbid, say I love myself, like never. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just trying to literally, literally and physically shrink myself as much as humanly possible and dim myself as much as humanly possible and try to not be seen as much as humanly possible. And so it's so interesting now to look back and see like what I thought was the issue and what really was the issue. I don't know if that happened to you as well. For sure. And I I think that's really powerful that you started with that mental health support with your therapist, because for me, when I first essentially admitted that I needed help to my parents and I was like, okay, this isn't healthy. I need a change. 
I saw a nutritionist and that's it. I didn't see a therapist for it for another like full, basically two years. And so I didn't even get down to the mental yeah, for a while. And I think that that two times a week support must have been heavy, all, but also so fucking hard, <laughs> but also like really yeah. powerful that you did that from the start too. I also feel like, I mean, it's so situational, right? Like I have friends that have gone through eating disorders and never had help of any kind. Yeah. But they're the people around them. They were alarmed. And I think them vocalizing, hey, this is not okay. Something's wrong. Like you've lost a lot of weight or X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. That was enough for them to be able to like control whatever was happening in their life. But Mm. I had, I couldn't do that. And I also, I hid it from everybody. And that's the thing is I looked fine. Like I didn't look, you know, it's not like I had this drastic change in my body. And so Mm. that's also hard because I think some people have this preconceived notion established in their mind as to what somebody who suffers from an eating disorder looks like. And it's Mm -hmm. just simply not fucking true whatsoever. And so, I mean, that's just rule of one of the rules of my life truly always is like, you never know what anybody's going home to anything, but also it was really hard because, you know, I was so dedicated to the gym. I was so dedicated to my work eating habits, whatever. And when I would get complimented on either my habits or my body, it just fed into my mind and it validated everything that I was doing. Yes. And so that's just something else that I love to fucking yell from the rooftops is like, I'm not saying don't tell people they're beautiful. I'm the first one to hype any person in my life. I will tell you how fucking hot you look, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh my God, you look great. Have you lost weight? Oh my God, you look so small. Oh my God, you look so thin. Oh my God, you look so, I will never, you will never hear those words coming from my mouth. Like, I'm just not going to do that because first of all, there's other ways to tell people how beautiful you think they are. And also there's so many more important things to somebody than what they look like. And lastly, I don't know what I'm complimenting when I'm doing that. Exactly. And that was something that was super hard for me as well during my own eating disorder like timeline is that people started complimenting my weight loss. Instead, eventually people started, like my close family started asking like, okay, I don't, or like saying, I don't think you know, this is right, you know, you lost too much weight, blah, 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 like more concern. But for such a long time, like comments on my Instagram, people coming up to me, how did you lose weight? Like, you look amazing. You look so great. Addictive as well. Like hot, sexy mama, like literally it becomes like an addiction to that external validation. That's it. Getting validated is an eating disorder thrives off of that. Yeah. Of someone saying like, good job. Keep doing this. Keep doing this. You're doing, this is working. Like you're doing something good. Exactly. Exactly. And so like that eventually feeds, I think, to this idea of our self-worth or our beauty or of our value being associated to our looks instead of to anything else. That's one of the biggest things that I had to realize was that I, you know how some people, unfortunately, maybe it's worth in the household they were raised or in a relationship they were in or in some environment, they were given this narrative that they're just not enough and that they're not worthy. You know, some people are given these thoughts and these identities and that breaks my heart, right? Because like, I just, 
that's so hard to take off of someone. So it's like, whatever, it's heartbreaking that somebody would be in that position, but I gave it to myself. Mm -hmm. Like that's the most fucked up part was that no one told me I wasn't good enough. Like my parents were amazing. Um, but I said it to myself and I believed it wholeheartedly and I ran with it. And so another problem was that my worth wasn't measured by who I am as a person or what I was doing or my interests or my relationships or how I make people feel, you know, the list that now I attach my worth to my worth was attached to how tones can I get? How small can I make my body? How, how hard can I work out? How little can I possibly eat? That's what my worth was attached to. And it's so dangerous to attach your worth to something like that because it will never be enough. So for me, it was like, I was like, okay, once I, when I said like I was living so conditionally, I think that's also something that's so tied to not even just an eating disorder, but self-worth in a way where it's like you tell yourself and you lie to yourself and you say, once I get to, let's say it's with your body, right? Once I get to this weight or once I get to this frame or once I look like this, then I will do the things, then I will date, then I will finally start a business, whatever the fuck it is you want to do. And the truth is, when you have that mentality, the goalpost just keeps moving. Because once you get there, you're like, no, a little bit more. Like, we're so greedy as humans. Like, we're never satisfied, (laughs) especially when it's something like that. So for me, it was never ending, never, never ending. And that's because I was attaching everything about myself. Basically, my identity was that. And that's how I was measuring my worth. And that's like, just in my opinion, not a way to live, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And so once you started realizing that that was the pattern, that was the root, and you started realizing it was really about the self-esteem and the self-worth, how did that start to like optimize? Like how did that start to change for you? Or what are things that you learned along the way that have helped you have a better sense of self-esteem? My God, I think it's like an everyday thing. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I still it's so hard to unlearn thoughts and behaviors that have been so ingrained in your mind for years. So I'm still to this day, I still have to do the things to remind myself like, it's okay that you want to be seen. It's okay that you want to be heard. No, you don't have to go work out twice because you indulge. No, you don't have, you know, like I, it's, Mm -hmm. I still have this fucking dialogue with myself all the, maybe not all the time and not as frequently. And now I have tools that I got in therapy. Now I have tools that I go to, but I still struggle with this shit so much. Cause it's, I don't know, it's hard. It's it really, it's really difficult. And I think it's also hard when you're sharing your life online, which I know no one's like making us do this, you know, yeah. like I love, but it comes with it's things that also kind of like can be a mind fuck. So what did you ask me? What have I learned? Oh so my like, gosh. you know, you said like, there's these tools now. So what are yeah. some of them? I'm so curious too, because I feel like everyone navigates this like post quote unquote traumatic experience differently. And like we all cope with it daily and handle it in different ways. So I would just love to learn. Like, I feel like whenever I listen to your podcast, I get like a big sister, like motivational pep talk, like vibe. So I would love for you to like channel some of that into these tips, even though I understand like for all of us, it's nonlinear and it's an ever continuous growth process of coming to terms with these things and working through them. Yeah, I think 
some of these tools are like nebulous, right? It's like, it's like, I can't really like put them into words, but it's, Mm -hmm. I think honestly, the biggest tool, like I will always, I wish therapy was accessible to everybody. Like I truly fucking, I mean, yeah, I wish it were because we would all just be a lot happier, but I wouldn't be where I am without that. Like that was literally the first thing, but I think I started to focus less on how my life looked and by my life, I mean me and more, how did I feel? And from there, I started to think about how crazy it was that I'm not a mean person. You know, I hope anybody listening who knows me can attest (laughs) to that. I'm really not whatsoever, but I was literally such a bitch to myself for so long. And so I think a lot of it was reflecting on why am I never allowing myself the same compassion that I give to everybody else? Why is there no kindness for me? Why is there no acceptance for me? Why is there so much pressure to look a certain way? Like for what? Like I had to really dig deep and ask myself all these questions because when you say like, oh, I want to look this way, why? And then once you answer that question, ask why again and do it at least five times just to see, just it's fine if you want to do whatever you want with your body. I'm not here to tell anybody not to change their body. Do whatever the fuck you want, but just know why you're doing it and what the intention is. And so, you know, I think my life changed totally when I started to see myself with compassion and I started to understand that I don't have to love everything about myself every single day. It's literally okay. It's going to be fine if you don't. And there's this space, there's this really nice space that's just acceptance and neutral. And I'm very black or white. I've always been that way. And so I was just so striving for like self-love, you know, and I still, I love that term. I say it all the time. I love it. What's behind it. But I now know in my head, like, you know, I don't love everything about myself, but at least I'm just compassionate with myself. And so I also started to realize See, that's why I say it's like nebulous because a lot of mm-hmm. the tools- It's not black like, and white. <laughs> right. It's a lot of the tools are like, it's, it's, this is what I did in therapy was this work of like these conversations and these questions of like, why is everybody else in your life allowed so much grace and compassion, but you're not? And why do you value yourself based on what you look like when you don't do that with the people in your life? You know, it's like all the, it's, it's, I truly started to be nice to myself. I started to be kind to myself. I know we hear that all the time, but it's genuinely true. I couldn't, I couldn't have been meaner to myself. I changed the dialogue with myself. I stopped completely, completely saying anything out loud that was negative. Thoughts are harder, right? We can't control all all our thoughts. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I made a rule for myself and I was like, if it's not nice, I'm not going to say it. I kindergarten my own ass. I'm like, why am I saying this shit out out loud to myself? Like, I'm the only one that can hear this. My body can hear this. Like, why am I doing this? And so, you know, it's hard to put into words, but um, it really depends on the day, depends what I'm struggling with. But that was a lot of the foundational work, I think, that had to happen and still happens. For sure. I think that that definitely now looking back on the question that I asked you, I'm like, yeah, even if someone asked me that, like, it is such a 
gray well, just, area. It depends, you know, like, is it a day that I'm struggling with my body? Is it a day that I'm struggling feeling confident? Is it a day that I'm struggling with food? Like it's so, there's so many aspects of it that it's like, it just really depends. But a lot of it is going back to the things that I have to remind myself. And it's a little bit of what I just told you, you know, yeah. like those questions and those thoughts and, and, and realizing that not all my thoughts are true and realizing that sometimes I'm not the best person to talk to myself about myself because usually I will be a little bit meaner to myself. I would never say the things that I've said to myself to somebody in my life ever, yeah, you know? For sure. I think what, what you were saying too about the, like just it being gray. I think like I've also struggled with black and white thinking. And I think that's, as you're saying, it kind of ties back to control. It ties back to rules. And like, that's a lot of what eating disorders are. It's black and white thinking and extreme, like extremes, living in extremes. And so I think even as you were saying, like, a lot of the things is coming down to why am I saying this? What are my thoughts? Observing your thoughts. What am I actually speaking into existence? How am I thinking about myself? Why am I being meaner to myself than I am to others, especially my loved ones? So I think all of those are themes and kind of like things that go along with it. And so I really want us to dive in, especially a little bit into confidence specifically. So mm -hmm. throughout your 20s and like throughout your whole life, pretty much, how have you grown your confidence? And what are your biggest tips for developing your confidence as a 20 something? I think the first thing I would say is it's so attainable. Like if you're listening and you're like, fuck man, I just, I don't feel confident. Like, I just don't feel like my, like a bad confident <laughs> bitch. It's 100% attainable and it looks so different on everybody. And I think my confidence started to grow once I stopped dimming myself down and started just accepting myself, the things that I liked, the things that I didn't like, the things that I was like neutral about. And when I allowed myself to do the things that I was feeling called to do. And I think I always go back to Ed Milet because he always talks about confidence and I just love him and everything he says. And he always says that to build more confidence with yourself, you have to build this repertoire in a way of fulfilling the things that you say you're going to do, whether that's as simple as I'm going to wake up and make the bed, or I'm going to launch this project that I've been dying to do, whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, but building that repertoire with yourself, that's what I started to do. And it's like a muscle, right? And like the more that you do it, it just grows and strengthens and I think that's just a little bit of how I started to just let myself I think also you know I had to come to terms with the fact that like why was I so uncomfortable accepting that I wanted to share my voice why was I so uncomfortable with the fact that I wanted people to see me and start a podcast and start sharing my life online like I felt like I just wasn't deserving of that for no fucking reason. And so, yeah, I just, I think once I began being kinder to myself and again, it sounds so simple, but that's truly when it changed is when I started to be nice to myself, when I started to do the things that I said I was going to do, I started to build this trust with myself. And I think when you trust yourself, you're able to show up as you are. And therefore that's really when you start to I think 
have more confidence, you know? And it's like, Mm -hmm. this, it's this just feeling it's a feeling. And it's something that I feel a lot of the time now. And there's some days that I don't feel that at all. But before I thought it was, you know, I had it all wrong. I thought that I was so shy and I would look at women in particular that just, you know, shined in a room because confidence is so magnetic. And I would look at them and just be like, fuck, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be like that. I wish I could have that energy. And I didn't understand that it was totally attainable for me. And I didn't understand that it also looks different on everybody. And I didn't understand that I thought confidence was so tied to the way that I looked, like what I was telling you before. It's like I had this goalpost and I thought that once I reached a certain way of looking in my head, that's when I was finally going to like, you know, do the thing and do all these things and feel my best and feel confident and all this shit. And it's just not the case whatsoever. I thought it was so tied to something physical, but in reality, I've looked so much better physically I had no self-worth and I was not confident whatsoever. And I think it's this mixture. It's so many things. It's so layered, right? But I think it's, it's living in a space of acceptance and allowing yourself to do the things that you feel called to do. And also, I mean, it goes into fucking what I do every day, like the little habits that you do every day and how you show up for yourself and who's around you. That's huge as well. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I remember this quote from Ed Milet was going uh, like was going viral on TikTok. And it was about how confidence really is self-trust and building that self-trust is keeping promises that you make to yourself. It's essentially like keeping your word. Yeah. You. And I think that that's such a good way of looking at confidence as well. And it's really powerful. I mean, the showing up for yourself, especially like the day that we're recording this, I just got to Brazil yesterday. And this morning I was like, I woke up in this new environment, in this new space, in this new like home space that I haven't been to really in a really, really long time. And I showed up for like 30 minutes. I did a little mini workout in the backyard. And I remember like, I just had this thought to myself. I was like, wow, I'm so proud of myself that I showed up today, you know, and I'm building like continuing building the continuance of my habits that I normally have at home in this new space and I felt really confident in that moment because I was like wow like I have my back and I think that that's kind of the little steps that we can take it's like as you were saying even if it's like I'm gonna make my bed every morning and you do it totally and I think it's small but it's powerful absolutely and I think my life changed when I did really uncomfortable work of like asking these questions, or I guess somebody was asking me these questions and getting to know where it all went wrong in a way. And why I gave this, this narrative to myself that if I didn't look a certain way, I wasn't worthy of anything and reaching this area of acceptance. And then, you know, being mindful of the people that are around me. And I think something that really helped me and just my life, honestly, and I know this is going to sound silly. Maybe somebody's going to roll their eyes because we see it everywhere, but gratitude is also something that has like narrated my life. And even when I was struggling so much, and even when I was going through so much shit, I've still always just tried to think of the things that I have and that, you know, and just think more abundantly. And so when I was in this space of like, okay, I want to be kinder to myself. Why am I never offering myself any grace? Like, why am I so fucking hard on myself? 
I just implemented that so much. And I started to realize like, okay, I don't know about you, but I think I just have one of these. Like, I think I just have one of these lives, you know? And I don't want to look back and think like, oh my gosh, fuck. Like I, you know, I really wanted to do that, but I didn't do it because I was scared. Or I wish I would have done that. Or I wish I would have allowed myself the chance to do that or whatever. And so I was like, but I'm just so fearful. I'm, I have so much fear. And I think this misconception, there's a misconception about fear that like, you're going to wake up one day and it's going to be gone and you're going to be, you know, you're going to just be full of bravery and you're going to be like, yes, like today's the day that Mm -hmm. I feel confident and that I'm (laughs) going to do this and I'm going to do that. It doesn't work like that. At least it didn't for me. And once I understood that this feeling of confidence that I so desperately wanted to attain was first of all, attainable for me. And second of all, it's not a destination. It's not it's not like you wake up and you've made it to this certain place. Like it's an everyday thing and it's an everyday feeling as well. And feelings come and go and you're not going to feel confident all the time. And so that really helped me. And why I mentioned the gratitude thing was just reminding myself, like, honestly, and I don't mean to get morbid, but I always will think this way. And I think also because I've seen a lot of shit. And so it gives me a lot of perspective that, like life is so fragile and it's so precious. And I don't think people realize like the moment that we have right now is like more precious than we even think it is. And I always say this on my podcast, but I always say like, we're so cocky because we think like, you know, we'll say to ourselves like, oh, I'll do that in like five months or I'll do that next year or I'll go there next year or whatever. God willing, we will have that next year, you know, but we don't know these things. And so I really started to think like, I just... I'm so tired of being so mean to myself and hating my body and nothing ever being good enough and never treating myself with the same respect that I treat the people that I love. And how does any of that make sense? Like I am stuck with myself forever. And I know there's a lot of things about myself that I love. And for some reason, especially as women, societally, it's like not okay to say that you love things about yourself because people will get uncomfortable or people will mistake yes. that as you being like conceited or something. But there's such a difference because being confident is not, oh, I'm better than you. It's, in my opinion, being confident is I will show myself truly when the light is on me, but I'm so happy to pass the light on to somebody else. And so- That's beautiful. I think, I think it's like a mixture of all these things that- I, I rem- when I start to get really, really, you know, in this mood of like maybe comparison, or maybe I'm starting to feel unworthy for whatever reason, maybe I haven't been doing the things that I know keep me sane and keep me at my best, or maybe I'm just fucking moody because I'm a moody bitch. Um, I really sometimes will go there and just think to myself, like, dude, you're alive, you're healthy, your mom is alive and healthy, you have a brand new day, like, let's make the most of it. I'm not trying to do toxic positivity and tell everybody to just think that when they're having a shitty day (laughs) no mental health is so real I struggle with that as well but perspective is also huge and for me it tied into confidence where it was like life is so short why am I not doing the things that I want to do why am I not letting myself live unconditionally why am I why am I living with all these conditions why am I living in this space of you're not allowed to do that yet because you don't look a certain way like it's bullshit and I think like, I feel like I'm a really good friend to the people in my life. Why am I not doing that to myself? Like it literally, yeah. when you think about it, makes no sense. So that was a word vomit. No, literally everything you said, I'm like, 
taking notes, mental notes. Like <laughs> it's amazing how you tied it into gratitude because I remember we talked about it in your podcast because you were talking about manifestation and what my biggest tips are for manifesting. And my first tip is always gratitude because truly we have this lifetime and we're here to learn and grow. And I saw this um, one quote, I'm trying to remember exactly how it went, but it was something like your purpose, you, your personality, yourself is the purpose is why you came into earth in this lifetime. Like you chose to be this person. And so I think that's really powerful and truly being grateful for all the things you have. And I really like how you tied confidence into, it's not like I'm cocky and I'm full of myself, but it's actually when the light is on me and I'm taking the center stage, I allow myself to be myself. I allow myself to be authentic and not like play a part or present just like this perfectly put together like fake version of me it's really authenticity and just like like liking who you are and showing it to the world and this is a rule for anybody who's listening is the next time anybody gives you a compliment if your first instinct is to negate that compliment and be like oh no 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 you know it's like we're always like no 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 like someone's like oh I like your shirt and you're like thank you. I found it in the garbage. Like, do you want it? Like we're, we're, we're so afraid to take up space. I was so afraid to take up space. I'm still sometimes afraid to take up space. I still have days where I have to like push myself and there's, listen, don't get me wrong. I'll sit here and tell you all these things, but I don't take my own advice every day. I still have a list of shit that I have to work through and do, but it's a daily thing. Like it's a, I'm still learning. I'm still, I don't think I'm, I'm at where I could be with my confidence yet, you know, because I'm still healing a lot of shit, but I think a big thing is let's start owning the things that we like and not being afraid of saying, thanks. Thank you so much. If someone tells you, wow, I love this. You say, wow, thank you. Thank you. That just made my day. Thank you so much. Or when someone says, you know, oh, I think you're so good at that. And you're like, no, 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 bitch. Like you say, yeah, I am good at that. Like it's, it's, it's even uncomfortable for me to say this out loud. And it's like, that just shows the shift that, I mean, I'll just speak for myself that I still have to do. I still do this. I still fuck up with this sometimes, but that just shows you. It's like, we're so afraid that we're going to make somebody else feel uncomfortable or make somebody think a certain way about you, depending on how you act. When in reality, the way that somebody perceives you is first of all, none of your business, honestly, and is so tied to their own life honestly and who they are and where they're at and their mood and how they were raised and what it's like it's a list and so I think all I try to do now is show up some days I show up more for myself than others but show up with kindness with the same kindness I give everybody else and I'm trying to take up as much fucking space as I can because for so many years I didn't and it's still uncomfortable it's it's uncomfortable for me but I feel called to do so and I think that's something that I hope everybody does is to listen to those things that you want to do granted disclaimer assuming they're like nice healthy things right like if you have this feeling of whatever the fuck it is that you feel called to do or that you want to do it doesn't matter what it is again as long as it's like good (laughs) and healthy and not something bad listen to that 
listen to it. It's there for a reason. You want that for a reason. You have that desire for a reason. I wanted to do this, what I'm doing now for fucking 10 years. And I'm not exaggerating 10 years of my life that I was like, nope, not yet. Nope, not yet. Nope, not yet. I did not give myself the chance. I did not think I was worthy of the opportunity. And I was like, God forbid someone like hear my voice and my story and this and that. I was like, I'm, I can, I could never start a podcast. How would I start a podcast? I don't know any. It's like, I had all the excuses of why I wouldn't do it instead of just sitting with myself and being like, wow, I feel really called to do this. I'm going to give myself the fucking shot because I think I deserve it. Yep. Hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you are, and if you've been loving the podcast, I would be so grateful if you took a minute of your day to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. And I am coming through with a little special gift of gratitude for those of you who do that. So if you head to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, I will leave the link for that on the show notes if you're listening on Spotify or any other platform so you can head over to Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review and you take a screenshot of the review before you hit send and email that screenshot to contact at thecarolinalifestyle.com, I will send you a free connect with your divine feminine meditation that I created. I'm so excited about this meditation. It's a combination of breath work, visualization, and affirmations to help you align with the highest and best version of yourself. So again, if you write a written review on Apple Podcasts, snap a screenshot of it before you hit send and email it over to contact at thecarolinalifestyle.com. I will send over the meditation. So that is all, and let's go on with the episode. Yes, and I think that really ties into perfectionism. I was like reflecting on this because I'm working on a little project right now and something I've struggled a lot with, and I think a lot of the people Same. that I kind of you know <laughs> serve with my community have struggled with is perfectionism. Yeah. And a lot of the times perfectionism comes through even though when we hear the word like, oh, I'm a perfectionist, we think it's like, oh, I do things really great. A lot of the times perfectionism is actually, oh, I'm not knowledgeable enough yet to have a podcast or I'm not pretty enough to be public on social media or whatever it is, but it's the not enoughness because of that striving for perfection and just like wanting to have everything like to the perfect way it can be. The Dude, the not enoughness, like- it fascinates me. I love talking about not feeling good enough because I would love to know. And if you're feeling this way, ask yourself this, what is good enough? Like, if you're like, oh, my, my, whatever is not good enough. What? Okay. So then sit with yourself and identify whatever it is that you're feeling not good enough in. What is the version in your head that you've established is good enough? And who decided that? And why is that the only one that's good enough? And I think something crazy to think about also is we can so easily sit and say, oh no, like it's just not good enough yet, or that's not good enough yet, or this, or I'm not good, whatever. Have you ever sat with yourself and been like, wow, I'm good enough. This is good enough today. This, my homework is, it's good enough. My project is good enough. My body, like, I love I that never you fucking- said that. 
I love I that never, you said that. Like, why, why, why is it only just one way? Why is it, why is it that our first instinct is always, it's, it's, you know, worst case scenario, it's not good enough yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm, it's, it's always what's lacking. And if we could fucking just for a second, like it's hard, it's a lot of, I think, rewiring, especially if you've been so used to doing it one way, rewiring your brain, honestly, to sit and think, okay, sometimes done is better than perfect. Perfect. Obviously, as we know, it's not fucking That is always better than perfect. Yeah, it doesn't exist. (laughs) And my therapist did this once in one of our sessions and it is a moment that just will, I will probably tell my kids about it. We were sitting in her office and um, I was having just such a, it was a low, low, low day. And I was telling her, I was like, I just, I told her, I was like, do you think I will ever come in here and look at you and tell you like, wow, I feel so good about myself. I love myself. I'm so confident. I am ready to step into all the things that I want to do. I told her, I was like, I just, I dead ass. I was like, I will never be able to do that. I will never be able to do that. And she looked at me and she was like, what if I had this magic wand? What if I had this magic wand and I just pulled it out and I just waved my wand at you and that wand just, its power was giving you the ability to see all the things about you that are so wrong in your mind and making you just see them in a way where you were like, okay, everything's okay. It's fine. I'm good with this. She was like, how would your life change if I just waved this wand of acceptance in front of you? And I just like started bawling because I was like, holy fuck, like actually, she was like, no, I want you to sit here and tell me how you would feel. What would you do differently? What would you actually start doing that you haven't done if I just did that? What are the things that are on that list that you would be like, okay, now I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And she was like, can we just fucking pretend like I am doing this? And can you do those things that you're thinking? Because clearly they're just sitting there in the waiting room and you're the only one in the other fucking office and no one's letting them like, do you get what I'm saying? And I was like, I was literally like, like I was shook. And some days I'll still go back to that. Some days I'm, you know, I'm like, nope, this, this and that and whatever and my body and da, da, da. And I'll just go back to that. And I'm like, okay, it's okay. What was I going to do? Because I'm not going to let my fucking thoughts stop me anymore as they did before. Wow. I love that so much. I'm going to hold that with me as well. And I like that we were talking about feeling not enough and like all of that as well, because I recorded an episode about this, I'm pretty sure a few like months ago, and how in 2022, this year, I had a session with my therapist as well, we were talking about this, just about how I always put so much pressure on myself, or for my whole of my life, I always put so much pressure on myself. And then I never felt like I was enough because my to-do lists were insane, or I just had unrealistic expectations for every day. So I was never matching up to those unrealistic standards. And so she said, what if you just this whole week from like today's session until next week's session, you just focus on telling yourself, I did enough today. I am enough. I did enough. And it was so powerful. It is so powerful to live that way. Well, 
the words that you're saying to yourself, that's what, I mean, that's what you're listening to. It's like, imagine if you, imagine if your best friend came to you and she was like, fuck dude, I, my to-do list was so long today and I just didn't get to it. Would you look at her and be like, you're not enough. Like, wow. (laughs) You really, you really like you blew it. You blew it. Like you're never going to be worthy. Never, ever. But yet in a second, you'll say that to yourself. So I honestly, that's why I said like one of the first things when we were talking about tools, for me, it was like the dialogue, like that had to go, like that had to change. That made a 180 in my life. I had to completely change the way that I was speaking to myself or about myself. Even if I'm kidding, even if you're kidding, it's not, it's, it's not joke about something else. Like there's ways to do it in a way where it's like, you're still respecting yourself. You know, for sure. Words are huge. Words are huge. huge. Literally jinx. Literally. I totally agree with you. And I think that as you mentioned in the beginning too, there's a difference between the words we speak and the thoughts we have. And totally, I think that what we speak is a lot more in our control than our thoughts sometimes, but you just said, I'm choosing not to let my thoughts stop me. So let's say um, like what it literally sparked to me as you were saying that is like, let's say today or in this period in your life for anyone listening, you're going through a period where you're not feeling good about your body and you've been judging yourself. Maybe you've gained a little bit of weight or your body has changed and you're going to the beach and like you want to take a beach bikini picture with your friends. You want to do it and like you want to have those memories, but your thoughts are coming through and they're like, no, I'm not. I don't look good enough. I look bad. I gained weight. Everyone's judging me. Those pictures are going to look ugly. Like you can notice those thoughts and you can still choose to do that action because you're choosing to not let your thoughts stop you anymore. I feel a little hypocritical because I- It's still so hard to do that. <laughs> like, well, I, I won't do that. Like, so my, one of my biggest things is I won't go to the beach and I haven't yet. And so that's why I, I'm telling you, like, I'm miles fucking so long from where I was years ago when I was at my lowest point, but there's still things that I'm like, it's so hard. Like, it's so, so, so hard. Like it's, it's so, it's something that is like, so so, it's terrifying to me to like, to do that. And my first thing with my therapist was um, shorts, putting shorts on. And so we did that. And I do that now, which I think the first time I left my apartment in shorts, I was like 27 and I almost threw up. I was like, oh my God, like everybody's going to be looking at my legs. Like no one gives a fuck. First of all, (laughs) we think, we think we're the center of the universe. And honestly, just how you're so concerned with yourself, everybody else is too. But see, like I can sit here and say all these things and I'm still like, there's still things I won't do yet because I'm still working through the things. So yeah, wait, and not, I just want to make a side note too. I think that's also really powerful, especially for anyone listening who like follows content creators and stuff to realize that even though we're talking about things and like sharing lessons, a lot of the time, and you can tell me if you agree with this, a lot of the times what we are talking about, what we are sharing about, what we are teaching others about is what we're learning too. And it's totally. what we are implementing and what we're not perfect at. And things that we wish we were told or things that were really powerful that we heard. And a lot of the times, even when we're speaking about it or posting about it, we're also telling ourselves. And so oh, whenever I be... talk about some, yeah, 
whenever I talk about something, I'm probably the first one that needs to hear it the most. And if I'm talking about something, it's because there's some relevancy and it just popped up or I'm just now, you know, internalizing the lesson or whatever it is. But I speak about it all the time. I speak about body image all the time because I'll do so much more now. There are certain things like the beach that it's still, it's like the first thing on my list that I'm like, I'm so fucking scared of doing it. And I've done it, you know, like with my mom or like, honestly, just that with my mom. Um, but I haven't let myself do that yet, which is so fucked up. I know. And it's, 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 it's on the list though. Um, but I want to give this tip for somebody who is maybe having a bad body image day. And my therapist gave me this tip and it changed my life. Let's say you're just not feeling great about yourself. You're having one of those days happens all the time, maybe on your period or whatever it is. I don't know, but you had plans with your friends. Let's say you're going to go to dinner and you don't want to bail on the plans, but you've tried 87 outfits on and you're like, nope, everything looks awful on me. Like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go. I'm going to cancel. I'm going to bail. My therapist told me, cause that would happen to me all the time. And she would tell me, I want you to pick out two safe outfits two just like safe go-tos that you know exactly what they are and they're just like your reliable outfits that it's like maybe they're not amazing maybe you put them on and it's not like anything revolutionary maybe you put them on and you're not like wow I love the way I look but you're like okay fine and she's like as long as we get that okay the the fine that's enough for those days and I want you when those days happen put one of those on Don't sit there and check your body 500 times and just go because nine times out of 10, when you do go, you have a great time and you stop worrying about your body so much and you stop thinking about it so much. But also something that I would tell people another, I just thought about this with body image is this is a real mind fuck. Let's say you're having a bad body image day. Okay. Take a picture of yourself. Just take a picture of like with clothes, whatever you want, just take a picture of yourself on that day. You don't have to do anything with it. It's for you. Take it and forget it. And then, you know, maybe a few days later, a few weeks later, whenever you're feeling good, you're you're feeling like that bitch, you feel cute, you like your fit, you're doing things, whatever, take a picture. And then I want you to put them side by side. And I bet you physically, there's no fucking difference because it's so mental like it's so in our minds it's so like and I'm not listen I'm not saying like bloating and stuff isn't real and like being on your period Mm -hmm. and stuff isn't real but I'm saying I'm saying like a day when you're truly like being really critical and being really mean yeah that's what I'm saying I'm not saying like a bloated day I'm saying like a day when you're just being mean (laughs) do that and you're gonna sit and be like I look the fucking same I'm also laughing here because this is something I learned recently as, or not recently, but I'm learning a lot about our hormone health and our cycle. We are a cyclical being. So when you say, okay, like take a few weeks and then check it later when we're in our luteal phase, which is right before our period, those like seven days leading to your period, our inner critic is the most activated. Our inner critic is like having a ball game that day. Like she is out and about and she's criticizing herself like much more than usual. So I find that during my luteal phase is when I have my worst body image days. And it's like this really hard week for me. Same. And then Actually, a few same. days pass or like, let's say a couple weeks pass, you're in your follicular phase or you're ovulating and you're like literally feeling like Beyonce, like walking around feeling like hot shit, like feeling your best. Yet maybe you look exactly the same. 
but the mental and the phase you were in are different. And so as ethical just, beings, it's important to have that awareness too for our female body. I think it's important to do just so you have that evidence. I yes. love to have evidence in my brain of certain situations. Yes, Cancer so, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> no, dead ass. I'm like, I have research folders. No, but it's it's real. Like our minds are so powerful. And so sometimes I have to sit with myself and go back to the evidence and remind myself like, see, this happened once and look at the outcome and look what it actually was. And look, and it, sometimes that's what I need to do. You know, there's yeah. a whole, a I've whole other dialogue going on. Yeah. I've never done that, but I will do it. I really like that. Wait, idea. I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask you, cause you asked me what, how my confidence grew, what, and I don't remember if we talked exactly about this on our episode on my podcast, but for you, when you feel like the most confident, like when has that been and, and what have you been doing? I think that something I mentioned on your podcast, it was because we were talking about feeling like you're living or if you're just alive yeah. or like, are you really yeah. living your life? And I was saying yeah. that when I'm away from my phone and when I'm really present in my life and when I'm just like dancing or in nature or listening to music or just doing things I love that's when I feel my best. And that's when I feel mm -hmm. most alive. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with confidence. So I feel like that's really important. Like when I'm not consuming so much media totally. and not feeling like I'm in that comparison spiral and really being fed all this like preconceived notions about like how we're supposed to look. And to be, to be honest, like a lot of people still to this day on social media, like they will showcase their bodies like for clickbait or like to grow on social media and stuff like that. And yes, like show off your body queen, like, you know, but you never know, like you were saying how those people really are. Like sometimes when we're quote unquote, looking our fittest, maybe our mental health is the worst or our confidence is the lowest. So I think that whenever I am much more present in my life, it really helps with feeling more confident in myself too. I remember us talking about this. I love that. Yes. yes I love that. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think being mindful of, um, like I said, you know, like who's around you, obviously, but I think something people fail to realize is those stories that you're watching every single day, it might just be in your head, 30 seconds, right? A minute of your day. That shit adds up over time. And I don't think people realize that. And I love consuming content. I fucking, am, I consume too much content. I'm stimulated all damn day, but I'm so careful about what I'm consuming and that was one of the big things I did in my first year of like post eating disorder work was a uh, social media cleanup and I'll do that all the time I think there's nothing more important than taking inventory of things in your life whether it's the people in your life your friendships what you're doing how are you starting your days how are you ending your days what are you watching every day what are you listening to like check in with that and check in frequently and don't be afraid to adjust accordingly. I think it's yeah. really important. It's so important to be mindful of what you're consuming. And I really like that you threw that reminder in there. Because I think a lot of the times people feel really weird about unfollowing people. Yeah. So well, you can mute people. Sometimes yeah, muting you, you is know, also sometimes, there. Yeah. Sometimes you can't unfollow somebody because I don't know, they're a homie or something, or I don't know, whatever it is, but you can always mute them. Yeah. No shame. 
exactly exactly I feel like I could literally talk to you for hours and hours and hours on end um, but I want to get to the rapid fire questions to close off the episode oh I'm so and excited so let's do fire. it so the first question I love to ask is coffee or matcha coffee 100% what's your coffee order it depends but usually it's an iced vanilla oat milk latte or yes. an oat milk cappuccino either one yes I remember when we were recording for your episode we talked yeah. about this too for <laughs> the Kevin for Kevin and the manifestation method <laughs> so good <laughs> I love it for the next question is if you have like a life mantra or a quote that you live by what is it I love going back to um what's yours will never pass you by because True. it's, I think if something is for you, whether it's a relationship, a job, a friendship, a, a place to live in, an apartment, whatever, if it's yours, no, there's nothing somebody else could do that will take it away. Very true. Very true. I love that a lot. Do you have any books that have shaped you or that have just helped you along the way? that you would recommend oh my god so many I I'm an avid reader um I okay anything by Brene Brown I love I, really I had a loved feeling her. you were gonna say that I love the power of vulnerability because vulnerability is another thing that I could talk about forever um I love Mel Robbins the five second rule I love that book to Hell with the Hustle was such a good book mm -hmm. of like hustle culture and like taking that pressure off yourself and realizing that no one cares how busy you are and there's more to life than hustling in a way, which as a Capricorn, you know, I'm just kidding, but <laughs> no, you need really that liked, reminder. I really sure. like that one. Oh my Same. gosh. The four, I think the four agreements is a book I would recommend to anybody because it's so short. It's so simple to read. And it's a book that you can just open it up any page. I love doing that. Also, 100 essays. Is it 101? Yes. Or 100 I get those two a lot when I ask people. Yeah, that's what I think. What I like about those is that you can open the page and there, there will be something in there for you. Like it doesn't matter. You don't have to do it in order. And sometimes that's just what I like to do. Um, okay, I'll give I you one that. more. Okay. I really, really, really liked um, Jen Atkins' book, Blowing My Way to the Top. I loved it. I thought it was so good. And I'm currently reading Viola Davis's memoir called Finding Me and I'm loving it. She's oh my a fucking gosh. queen. I love that. So many recommendations. That's amazing. And then what makes you feel like your highest self? Oh, what makes me feel like my highest self? I think I feel like my highest self when I'm doing something for other people but the reason why it would make me feel like my highest self is because I was doing the things to fill up my cup and so I was able to show up for other people yes. I think that's when I feel the best yes amazing I love that one and then the last one is if someone didn't hear the whole episode and they just heard this part what would you want to leave them with oh my god <laughs> <sighs> I think I, I don't even think I said this in the episode, but I think it's a nice summary in a way of confidence is that somebody else's 
success, somebody else's beauty, somebody else's relationship, somebody else's Instagram, the list goes on. That has nothing to do with you. And your beauty, your relationship, your success, all they can coexist together. And that's just something that I love to remind myself of is that there's space for everyone and you're allowed to take it up. And it's a beautiful thing to take it up. It's also a beautiful thing to share it. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Lisa. Literally, Thank you. I love speaking to you always. And I'm so excited I'm, for the day that like- we get to meet in person too. I know me too. And I was just going to say, I feel like I just like word vomited. So I'm sorry if I just went off on tangents. No, it's okay. I love a good tangent. And I think there was so much value <laughs> and vulnerability as well in this. You know, we were talking about vulnerability. I think there was so much vulnerability in this conversation. And I think that's always really powerful to listen to, to like be in these types of conversations as well. So thank you so much. Thank you for sharing, for being you. And can you tell everyone listening where they can find you, follow you? and just get a little bit more of a glimpse into your life absolutely also it's 444 I'm just gonna say and second of all thank you for having me again I could talk to you for fucking hours you're so easy to talk to um and I loved this so where can people find me you can find me at on Instagram at Lisa X Gilmore. Lisa Gilmore was taken, even though she hasn't posted since like 1987. <laughs> and my podcast is called Unwinding, like wine, like drinking wine, yes. you know, Unwinding um, on everywhere you get your podcast, Instagram, everything. And my business, my brand is called M Club. It's spelled out like the letter M, like E-M-M-E, a little confusing. Um, and that's it. Amazing. I'm going to have all of your links in the description as well. So thank you again. And everyone listening, thank you guys for being here and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. It's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.